Welcome to English X on ICRT, brought to you by Mandarin X and Vine Education Company. English X is where managers learn to discuss international business topics in English and to start thinking more like a boss. 欢迎收听 ICRT English X， 每周四早上由中文课和葡萄藤国际语言训练中心特别企划，让您掌握全球商业趋势。Uh, hey Russ. Hey. Yeah. Now that I actually have you, we're doing this.、Uh, you know, we're doing the show,、mm-hmm. recording. I might as well put you on the spot here. <laughs> okay.、Uh, in, in the past year or so, you've been working on a very secretive project for the company. Yes. Now you've given me you've given me the name. Yeah. I know it's called Vine Dots. Vine Dots. Yes. I know what it is. Yeah. At least the name. Yeah. <laughs> But actually, I do not know what it is exactly. So could you explain to me and to our audience listeners? Yeah. Um, what is Vine Dots? Vine Dots, okay. Or so, what is it supposed to be?、Um, basically, Vine Dots is an, is an online interactive learning platform that I'm using for our classes, and、uh, that's pretty much all I tell you. But you still don't know how it will work or what it will do. The reason I'm very secretive is is because actually I don't quite know the direction I'm taking it, right?、Mm-hmm. Because there's so many problems with online learning. And、right. there's so many problems. Like we have online learning, so anyone can take can anyone can sign up. Right, we already have like face to face classes, like one on one with an、yeah. instructor. Right, we have that.、Already. And we have online learning, so、right. anybody can take classes from like their iPhone, iPad, computer, wherever, all over Taiwan, in U.S., Japan, all that stuff. Like we have those online classes. Okay, so what makes this different? See, the thing is.、Uh, You know, we have online classes, but you know all the problems that we have with online classes. Sometimes <clears> it's <throat> technical limitations. Sometimes it's like the person on the other line. Sometimes there's that. Well, how do you measure its effectiveness? Because it just feels like you're just chatting online, right? You know, right. and then like you can you can have like games and words and things pop up on the yeah, screen. It's not quite the same as a face to face class. Face to face class is always better. So now the thing is, we I want to make I want Vine Dots platform to be very very interactive. But that has a lot of limitations, which is why I'm testing all these things out, and I just don't tell you about them. <laughs> okay, I kind of just test it. So, all so on my the、own. the launch of this thing, it's still TBD.、Uh, I'm I'm hope I'm gonna begin public beta、uh, starting this August or next month actually. Public public beta starting next month,、um, and it's only gonna be it's gonna be closed. Then I'll actually be able to demo it to you because I haven't even demoed it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've only had like a couple people that are testing it for me.、Um, so I'll demo it to you, and we'll do some maybe some of our other students. Okay.、Um, but then you know, end of the year, probably thinking, yeah, end of the year, December. Hopefully, we'll be able to launch it globally. And that's the thing about interactive learning. It's it it won't be just Taiwan. It's gonna be. Everyone involved.、That、so you are thinking、uh, markets outside of just here in Taiwan. Basically, and, and this is for our Taiwanese audience that right here that's listening to us. Basically, I want you guys to be able to interact and to talk to people and to learn from people all over the world, not just your instructors here and not just your coworkers here. So I want it to be very, very. And the key word is interactive. Okay,、yeah. great, great.、Um, so welcome everyone. My name is Ting. And I'm Russ, and we're here to get your day started right, thinking English and thinking business. And today we're going to talk about interactive learning. Hot topic: Improve your English as we discuss real-world problems many English students have at work. So what we're going to do today is we're going to discuss interactive learning and just all the all the troubles that I've run in. Doing this platform and in developing this new platform, yeah, you can share some of the, I guess, some of the challenges that's come along with trying to、uh, was it develop, yeah, the platform、mm-hmm. itself, exactly.、Um, so, but first of all,、uh, yeah. could you give us a quick definition or you know the meaning of what interactive learning means? Now, what is interactive learning? Interactive learning is just it's a new term, but it's basically、um, all the aspects that we have of learning. Um, now translated into the computer world.、Okay. So think of when you're in, like, when you were in high school, and this was a class. So that's、right? yeah, that's our that's your traditional classroom learning. Traditional yeah, classroom yeah. learning. Okay, 
But the problem is uh, from traditional classroom, class, classroom learning, you moved into online learning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. online learning is just basically a camera and you talking back and forth and maybe like a digital book where some words and games and stuff pop up, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't interactive. Right. Well, I mean, I remember um, in a previous company we worked at, yeah. the training manual they had us do. It was, was just some videos. Yeah, yeah, it was like, it, it was an e-learning, not interactive, but it yeah. was e-learning through yes, videos yes. and watching things like that and having questions and quizzes. Exactly. So yeah. what interactive learning does is, well, now because of social net, uh, social networking and mm-hmm. Facebook and all this stuff, so interactive learning actually starts involving social networking into not just the classroom, but the design of the course mm-hmm. and the delivery of the course. Because just because a course is online doesn't mean the same thing that you do face-to-face, you're able to do it. Right. And right, just right. adding a couple little word games or just adding like, you know, digital fill-in-the-blanks, that doesn't make it interactive. Mm-hmm. So we're actually incorporating a lot of elements that we have in social networking into the actual learning So it platform. can be a lot more hands-on even though you're not actually in the same room with someone. It, it's, it's very, very hands-on. Um, it involves apps. It involves videos. It involves games. It involves uh, multiple online uh, courses. Um, it involves a lot of interaction, even like interaction among students uh, themselves. And the nice thing about it's interactive, it's like we kind of give... Like in a classroom, the teacher has control, right? The teacher right. saying, "Do this, do this." Well, yeah. In your this. traditional classroom, it's kind of we call it rote learning, very yeah. based on memorization and just doing assignments, and a lot of the pressure is on the teacher yeah. to do all the talking and all the lecturing. Exactly. But even even like even if it's not the traditional learning, even if it's something like our classes that are that are very like you know student centered and mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on their work and based on you know we base all our classes on what's the student's job and their work and what they're going to do and how they will use English. So even our approach is very student centered. Right. Interactive learning takes it to another level where even in our classroom, even though it is student-centered, we're still controlling all the practices and exercises Mm -hmm. and the performances and all that stuff. We're controlling that as teachers. In interactive learning, the student is controlling literally everything. Okay. So the student is is involved in the actual course design. Okay. Right? The student is saying, hey... So the direction is... Not dictated by the instructor per se, it's, it's dictated by the user. The user yeah. is saying, I want to study for one hour. I want to study for five minutes. I want to study for 15 minutes. I want to study every day or I want to study two times a day. The student is basically in control of everything. So that is interactive learning. Okay. Some people have used the term gamification or gamify. Yes. Is that part of interactive learning? Um, that's part of it. That's yeah. part of it. There's a lot of gamif- gamification. Uh, for those out there, gamification involves a reward, treating learning as a game where you get accomplishments. You know, you it's like, you get achievements or score points or things like that, and there's like different tiers. You do you're something and ding, 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 you get a point and you move on you're to the next You're leveling up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it involves some of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what are the forms of interactive learning like that? We, we You know, um, you know uh, you're saying apps. Yep, there's apps, mm-hmm. uh, videos, right? Apps, videos, um, basically anything that can make the class more in- enjoyable, fun, engaging. Text, videos, um, uh, audio, reading. Now we know a lot of e-learning things can yep. still be. It's still one way in, in some ways because yes, it's just yes. the the person behind the computer. Mm-hmm. So interactive learning is it one way? Is it two way? Is it um, it be more than two ways. It, 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 it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's whatever the student wants it to be. So it can be one way in terms of I'm just watching a video. Um, we would call this um, a bandwidth. Bandwidth. The keyword is bandwidth. Now, uh, everyone, our audience out there might recognize bandwidth in terms of like my download speed. Right. right? right. Bigger bandwidth, better downloads. Right. But when we're talking about learning, bandwidth is actually the amount of information we are receiving. So when I, uh, for example, like audio right now, people are listening to us, right? They're only listening to us. Right. I cannot, uh, you in your car that's sitting there in, on the highway right now, um, I can't hear you. I can't respond to your questions, right? I can't even see your facial expression. So if I say something like blah, 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 I, I don't know what face you made, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe right there you're at home preparing something for your, preparing breakfast for your kids. I don't know what. I don't know what you're doing, 
right? right? right. So this is very one way. You're listening to me speak. Two ways a conversation back and forth. More of a dialogue. More of a dialogue, but that's limited bandwidth because it's just our sound. I speak, you listen, like mm -hmm. a telephone, mm -hmm. right? Um, video conference is a higher bandwidth, right? Now you're the incorporating reason, visuals. You're incorporating visuals, yeah. But now when you are, and this is one of the reasons why our our teaching methodology, why we like so much teaching one on one, is because here the bandwidth is so great. I have everything about you. I have. Every, I, I have a lot of bandwidth information coming from your, your body language, from your facial expressions, from um, where you're looking at. Like right now, you're just rolling up your sleeves. That's giving me information like, oh, maybe he's mm -hmm. uncomfortable so I can say something to you right, about that, right. right? So we have a lot of bandwidth here that we're taking, right? We're here under these lights. So maybe like you see me sweating, mm -hmm. that gives you bandwidth, mm -hmm. giving, me, giving you extra information about this conversation. Okay. So interactive learning is a way to give the students in their learning process more bandwidth, basically giving them more. Okay. More than just watching a video. And is doing so, um, do you believe that interactive learning can be better than face-to-face? -face? Uh, yes, yes, because uh, one of the things about our platform, uh, specifically the, the challenge that I'm working on, is how do I receive the data that the student's doing? Mm -hmm. So like if I see my student is, is studying week, daily, then I know how to plan their classes right. or, or what more to add to their content. And then if I see someone that's studying like once a week, twice a week, I can keep track of that. I can get all this and I can analyze and track the learner's behavior okay. and thus make it more suited for them. A lot of people like to use the term big data. Well, I can use big data to kind of say, oh, this student prefers more. So the teacher time. or trainer themselves can kind of analyze and see how the student's using it? Well, the nice thing about it is there's no teacher or trainer. The computer automatically, the software automatically oh, okay. analyzes and say, hey, this now, is Now, if I'm the, the user, person. will I be able to see that information as no, well? No, you won't. I wouldn't? You, it's kind of, think like YouTube, like you're watching a oh, YouTube like, video. Because if, if I'm a user, I'd be interested to know like how many hours I've put in. Oh, you can see how many hours you, right. you've studying and all that stuff. But like how many words I'm supposed to have learned. Yeah, but you won't see the metrics behind it. That's okay. all behind the scenes. And, yeah, and that's all like machine learning. And, and then where does all that information go? Um, all that information just goes to let us know what type of content you like and what type of exercises you like. And we can keep developing and giving you more so the, of those. And then the, who decides that? It's, it's the algorithm or is the computer that's deciding what other things you, know, you might be interested in? Or is it like it, an actual teacher who looks at the data and then can decide? Uh, it's actually the computer deciding what exercises to give you. Okay. Think YouTube recommendations. You watch mm -hmm. a video, the mm -hmm. video ends and say, hey, you might like this video. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like that. Okay. So it sounds, uh, one, it's, it's convenient. It's more convenient. Yes. Right in terms of time. Um, we know that sometimes doing online learning, let's say face-to-face -face on a computer screen, yeah. uh, discussing, like let's say a student's talking to a uh, foreign teacher face-to-face, yes. -face, yes. Uh, a lot of times in, in our experience that we've heard from people taking classes in other companies mm. that do this is that the classes themselves aren't as flexible mm. just because they're getting different teachers all the time. They did the, you know, the yeah. one teacher who's teaching this student now may not know what they, the last teacher did yeah, yeah, or if they know, but then they're kind of following a very standardized, you have to standardize yeah, things a little more. Exactly. Right. But so is interactive learning standardized learning? Will it have a, a aspect of standardization or can it be more flexible or customized the way we do it in our classes? Like, yeah. you know, a lot of our classes are very customized. Actually, it's like 100% customized. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, doing that standardized, I don't know where the... Um, what the difference is. Right, or, or interactive learning where it can be different or the same than what's already out there. Um, because the student... Uh, think of our classes. When a student comes in and wants classes from us, mm -hmm. like we don't give them a book or say, follow this, follow that. The student kind of, we, inter we interview them. Um, if anyone learns, the way our process works is, if anyone wants to take class from me, for example, before we take the class, I interview you one-on-one. -on -one. We, we assess and we evaluate assess, your needs. Yeah. Right. And then based on that information that you give us in the class, we kind of create a lesson plan for you. And then you, the student has the right to say, okay, we're doing this. Oh, this is good. This is good. But then after a couple of weeks, they can change it because something else. There's a happen. lot of uh, room to adjust. There's a lot pivot, of, right? yeah, there's a lot of room for adjustment and changes. But the reason that there is, is because there's that student usually tends to have just uh, one teacher exactly. who knows their situation. Exactly. But in interactive learning, is there just one 
It's just because you said it's all computers, well, right? This so. in, this in interactive learning, this is actually done. Uh, the information is actually given to the computer. I guess the computer analyzes and mm -hmm. checks all that mm -hmm. information, and then the student also uh, the user has the right to say, okay, what I want to learn. So it's uh, it's a okay. lot more flexible, okay, and it's a lot more customized because everything is towards their goal, like. They can open up the they can open up the app and say mm -hmm. today I want mm -hmm. to learn um, today I want to improve my vocabulary right and the next day they can say okay and then based on their vocabulary exercises we can say okay you need more work on vocabulary but the student can say no I'm tired of vocabulary today tomorrow I want to do listening right or tomorrow I want to do traveling okay. or tomorrow I want to do food so right. there's a lot more room for flexibility there's a lot more customization room. yes yes exactly okay. and this really helps because then the the student becomes more motivated because they're doing what they want to do mm -hmm. and at the same time we're still able to measure progress behind the scenes because okay. we know the way they're moving yeah there's actual achievement involved in that okay. and then uh, as as a user if I was a user yeah how can I make my learning more interactive then Excellent. Aside from just using the platform, right? Excellent question. Because right now we've been just talking about our platform, Vine Dots, that's going to hopefully launch end of this year. Um, but that's our platform. Um, but our platform is very limited based on students, mm -hmm. right? So uh, this is an excellent question because uh, our audience out there, you guys as students, actually it's, it's your duty to make your classes more fun and engaging. I love it when my students are bored in class. Because I always tell them, I was like, no matter how bored you think you are in class, I guarantee you, I am more bored, <laughs> right? As a teacher, I am more. If you find it boring, trust me, I find it a lot more boring because I'm the one that has to prepare this boring material for you, Yeah. right? I'm the one that has to present this boring material to you. And I know you find it boring because I've been preparing it and there's no way for me, there's no way for me to make SAT vocabulary exciting. Right, it's you can make it exciting. I can to I can, a to a certain to extent. a certain extent, yeah. but at the end of the day, is you know it or you don't know it. And here's the definition and right, put it right. in the sentence. Right, so I, I, there's limits to what I can do. Yeah. So uh, you, as students out there, it's actually your responsibility to make your learning more interactive. Mm -hmm. You need to one ask for feedback. Always ask for feedback. Your teachers are more than happy to give you feedback and. Asking for feedback is a great way to involve more interactivity in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Great opportunity for that. Um, letting you choose uh, you choose what you want to do, what you want mm -hmm. to study is mm -hmm. a great way. When you come in and say, oh, excuse me, teacher, can we do this today? Oh, my God, we love that. Because then, right. okay. No, I really like students who know what they want. They come in to the lesson very motivated because they have a specific goal in exactly. mind and they need to get it done. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. It's a lot harder, uh, not harder, but it's a little bit more challenging sometimes mm. as a, a instructor or trainer when the students come in with no, no sense of any link. Yeah. They come in and say, Oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. Like that. Right. Or um, you're the teacher. You tell me what to do. Right. And then, and, then, and then everything falls on the teacher to make everything to like, and not every teacher will know exactly what, some teachers just follow a book, just follow a pattern, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it really depends. I, and I'm not saying like we have the best teachers because every school out there has great teachers. Right. But the system may not be flexible enough for them. So yeah, we've worked with companies where they told us specifically, finish. follow <laughs> our material. You got to get this chapter done by, by this, this class. Date, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Even though we know our students didn't want to do that and we wanted to like switch it up. Yeah. We weren't allowed to. Yeah. So uh, it's really up to the students to make that request. Is that no, actually, I want this. Uh, another thing that another thing that they can do is they, they can make their learning social. Mm -hmm. um, one of the secret ways that I do this in my class is in the beginning, the first time I'm meeting with a student, I, I get to know their family names and their friends' names and bosses' names. Mm -hmm. Because later on, no matter what exercise I'm doing, I can always, like, I want them to practice this one skill but they don't want to practice this skill anymore because they're bored of it. Like, oh yeah, I got it. I got it. And I know they don't got it. I don't, they, I know they don't get it, mm -hmm. but I still want to practice it more. So I say the exact same question, like uh, uh, a simple, in, in simple exercise would be like, um, do you like hamburgers? And they answer, yes, I like hamburgers. Right, right. Right. Easy. So he knows how to say, yes, I like hamburgers. So I, I like, I, I make it more interactive by making the class more social by saying, um, does your mom like hamburgers? 
Does your dad like hamburgers? Does Kelly like hamburgers? So just involving people that they know. Right. Social, yeah. Make it social. Involve their friends. Involve their things. Uh, so, will interactive learning in this type of platforms or technology will it allow people to bring in um, their peers or their family members? It will involve. It will allow them to share that information uh-huh. in, with the public with social networking and get feedback. So, will it connect to things like Facebook, Instagram? It or will. Could it? it will. It could. It yeah. could. Um, but then the uh, one one problem with that is. People don't like to publicize that they're learning. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, there's sometimes, a sense yeah. of embarrassment sometimes where yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm taking English classes. They kind of just, oh, your English is good. It's not like they would, they proudly say, oh, yeah, I'm taking English classes <laughs> six <laughs> times a week. You know, sometimes they like to hide it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with more adult learners. Um, yeah. But yeah, it involves making it more social. What, what I mean by making it more social is sometimes the exercises that is involved in, in interactive learning, those exercises themselves are social. Mm-hmm. So if it's something like um, uh, one of the, like in, in our company, I don't want to give away our secrets, but one thing that we do is do, we do lots of challenges. Mm-hmm. And this new interactive Vine Dots learning platform will have challenges for the students. And those challenges are social. Mm-hmm. Those challenges are something as simple like send a message to one of your foreigner friends telling them about why you like hamburgers okay right? so it's social it involves them looking into their network of people yep it involves uh, using their peers you right know, peer evaluation involves uh in involving their peers in their lives and contributing contributing to their own learning which in which you know again keeps them more motivated and involved now so right. far we've mentioned interactive learning in terms of how it's going to be used or uh, will be used right in mm-hmm, the future mm-hmm. um, using technology social media um but I, I also would say interactive learning can still be in the classroom. Like you can make a classroom learning very interactive exactly, as well. Exactly. You know, um, because a lot of language learning in Taiwan mm-hmm. and things that we used to taught or yeah. that our uh, employers in the past have uh, asked us to do is you got to teach. Mm. So the teacher is often in the center making all the decisions. Yep. And I would say that speaking time, mm-hmm. talk time, it's... 70 80 percent on the teacher and the students have very little actual speaking time um they might interact like raising hands or answering a question here and there but mm-hmm. it's not the frequency is not as much so i would say interact learning can also be in different environments besides just behind the computer but don't you feel that sometimes students expect that expect like hey I'm going to sit here and teach Yeah, you're speech. the teacher. You should know. Yeah. You should teach me that word. Yeah. Rather yeah, yeah. than you should en- rather than engage me in the conversation so mm-hmm. I can learn the word, but tell me what it means. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And some students uh, have that built in, mm. you know, but that's one of the things, at least, at least for us, we want to break that habit because we know that's not as effective. Mm. Um, and one part of that is changing the environment. Mm. You know, like, okay. uh, you know, we know it's in the classroom, but sometimes being interactive is just as simple as moving where you're learning hmm. to another venue or place. Okay. Uh, okay. So that brings us to the next question. What activities can you do that are interactive? Activities? Yeah. Um, anything that involves their peers, their friends, their family involves something outside of what's in their material. Okay. Um, that can make it a lot more interactive. Right? Yeah. For me, it's anything that's not passive learning. So they have to engage um, willingly and voluntarily, and they have, they have to be more involved. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, one thing that I hate uh, is, and I, I did this in one, one class. It was a one-on-two class, mm-hmm. and I told them about this. Um, I said, they need to switch chairs. Because there's this sense that like when you come in and you sit down, like that's you're glued to that seat. Mm-hmm. That's your seat. Yeah, that's very common. Yeah, very, and they don't want to move. Yeah, right? we teach a lot of cor- one thing uh, is we teach a lot of corporate classes. Yeah, and we go to their their meeting rooms. Yeah, and we're yeah. often in their meeting rooms, and the <laughs> students tend to sit in the same locations, the same exact chairs they sit week to week. Yeah. <laughs> so something as simple as asking them to move, move or switch. I actually got this advice by one of our learning managers back in the yeah. day. He said, well, to change it up, how about come in one day with like um, name pet, name tags yeah, or like a name card or yeah, something yeah. and you just place it in, in random dip- places yeah. so 
it's not there. Mm -hmm. And then they come in, they're like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> you and, have to but sit just, in a different chair. <laughs> yeah. And I was surprised I tried that. And I was surprised by just something that simple. The energy completely changed. Yeah, they feel the whole fresh. Vibe. It's something new. Oh, we're doing something new and exciting. Yeah, we're sitting in a new place. And the class could be just the same class, <laughs> but the vibe is very different just by changing. So use, that's what I mean by the environment. Use the room around you. Use everything around you. Um, yeah, change the room lay uh, layout. So if the table's chairs. here, if it's possible... Yeah. move the table to another place yeah, or yeah. have the chairs or have no table at yeah. all so doing things like that the layout can make a big difference mm -hmm. um using that uh using props using okay. bringing things bringing in props discuss. we have our buzzers and yeah, all these we have lots these, of interesting yeah, things stuff, that make yeah. noises and sounds uh, um playing games games yeah. games also work i, I mean you can't, well, you have to make a game, but make sure the game still has an objective that you're trying to teach. It isn't just wasting class time. You're right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So we want to make sure we do, we're doing that. Yeah. Um, icebreakers sometimes, if it's a new group, new icebreakers. a new class, like yeah. it's, people get to know each other. Well, one thing I like to do is I like forcing them to ask questions mm -hmm. because, you know, my quote is always like, if you don't ask, you'll never know. Mm -hmm. So every now and then when I feel the energy is kind of low in the middle of the of the term in the middle of the classes i like okay let's ask each other questions and they have to interview each other learn some new things that maybe they hadn't said in class yeah one of the things yeah. we say in our training that we tell our teachers is uh, i like to say get their butts out of their seat just mm. just have them move around mm -hmm. you know they're so used to sitting there even if they're sitting in a the different chair yeah but having them rotate move around go across yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Whatever it means, just get them, uh, get their butts out of the chair. Uh, and doing this is, it can make a big difference. Something so subtle and small can make a big difference. Um, taking yeah. polls. I like taking polls. Take like, you know, you ask a question to the group. They never give me answers when well, I take it, a poll. It's how you've structured that question. <laughs> then maybe so the way I, the, yeah, the way I like to do polls is I have them stand mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And then the pole has only two parts, like yeah. two sides. And I have them all stand in the middle of the classroom, for example. Yeah. And they're all there in the beginning. Okay, move, yeah. And then I say, okay, and here's a question. It's either this or this. It's kind of a choice question. Yeah. And then on the count of three, then they, they move. Left or right, yeah. Yeah, based on that. And then based on that, we can start a discussion of like yeah. why you feel this way or why you, you jumped on that side. And it's, a sim it's better than just a simple just asking a question, oh, what's your opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just a show of hands type of poll. Yeah. Uh, for example, let, let, let me do one right now with our audience, okay? Um, right now, I'm going to do a little poll with the audience that's listening right now, okay? So, if you are male, close your right eye. If you are female, close your left eye. So, that's an example of, of, of a poll that involves some sort of movement. It isn't just raise your hand, me, like, who likes candy? I do, I don't. But raising the hand, I mean, that still works, but... If you people, use it a they lot, don't raise or, their hand. Or, yeah, or some, it gives people the option because raising hand is a very minimum amount of activity. Yeah, yeah. So what you do is you push people to do a little bit more physical activity, yeah. which is get them to stand up. Yeah. So in Ting's case, what he said is like everyone would stand in a line, and some people will move to the right, some people will move to the left. But they all start in the middle. Yeah, everyone's standing in the middle, and then you'll say like, if you like ice cream, go to the right. If you prefer hamburgers, go to the left. So now they're forced and they have to move in. Yeah, make or you can make it a multiple choice where you have A, B, C, D. And yeah, then you have different, different parts of the room. Parts yeah. of the room and they go to that part of the room mm -hmm. uh, with people who share the same answer with them. Just like simple polls like that yeah. uh, can kind of break the ice and also changes, like I said, yeah. the vibe of a classroom. Mm -hmm. You know, And that's one of the things about online learning that I don't love sometimes. Yeah. It's you can never quite... Uh, develop a good vibe yeah in the yeah. classroom like one-on-one -on -one is fine for a short period of time but there's a time limit of which both sides not just the the teacher uh, not yeah. just the student but the teacher as well mm -hmm. the trainers well we there's a lull or there gets yeah. it gets a point where like the wall where both sides are getting um fatigued exactly there's computer <laughs> fatigue right? but in face-to-face -face, there's an energy there exactly that, that um you know, hopefully that's what I would like yeah. eventually is the platform to be, to kind of be able to like build up an energy the way it does in the face-to-face -face class. I know that's like asking a lot. Yeah. It was definitely one of the challenges that we're trying to solve. Right. Now, I love one of the things that Ting is explaining right now is um, the way he structures his classes is he's never a teacher in his classes. He's always a facilitator in his classes. Right. So, Tim, can you explain to our audience what does it mean to be a 
facilitator, not a teacher. Yeah. So uh, the main difference is you're not there to teach mm -hmm. in the sense of I'm not there to explain things. A lot mm. of times for language learning, we're thinking we need a teacher. We need someone to explain things. Mm. But I'm not really there to explain things. I'm there to kind of coordinate, mm. coordinate. Like I'm like the uh, not necessarily the hub, but I'm just like an a, a, like a air traffic controller, <laughs> right? All the airplanes are coming in mm. uh, from different you know countries, and I'm just kind of directing. <laughs> but I'm saying very little. Like I'll set up uh, facilitating is like you're setting up an activity or setting up some kind of uh, action mm. um, where you give them the the instructions or directions. Yeah. But once you do that, you allow the students to kind of, well, they, let you, mm. they, they just follow it and then they do it. And so then like, you're there to observe, listen, take notes, and then you can, you know, correct, revise afterwards. You're, you're like directing the learning, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just yeah, think yeah. of like an air traffic or like you see the police on traffic where they're just blowing their whistle mm. and going, okay, turn left, turn right. Like that's all you're really doing. Mm. Um and that way, there's not as much pressure on it for me to sit there and memorize <laughs> all these vocabulary words for me to explain to the students, because that's way too traditional, conventional learning. Mm. You know, like a facilitative method involves a lot more engagement. And the thing is, I didn't learn this from teaching language. Like I actually learned it from one of our students mm. who was a business trainer, and they yeah. use this in a lot of corporate training. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. Because corporate training can also be very boring if it's done in a conventional way. But if you include a lot more facilitative methods mm. in a, a, that the approach, yeah, you know, and add things besides just a PowerPoint, you know, you have more videos, you have audios, you have things you can touch, smell, you know, you, using the other senses. You basically have to make the, in, the learning more interactive, which is exactly what we're talking about. Right. right, right. Yeah. Mailbag. Do you have a question? Well, we have answers. Email us at englishx at vineec.com or on the web at vineec.com slash englishx. englishx at vineec.com vineec.com slash englishx. Okay, everyone. Um, thank you for your questions. Uh, we have three questions here today. Uh, one is from Anne from Yonghe. She's asking, what is a realistic target for 10 hours of study? Well, it ten? depends on 10 hours of study of what, right? Well, 10 So, like, let's oh, say there's. Okay, a, I get it. Yeah. So maybe she's trying to ask, like, if she's. What, what can she learn in 10 hours of studying English? Oh, okay, like, okay. realistically, what uh -huh, can she learn? Uh -huh. Well, oh. if, if we assume that she's already kind of like an intermediate level. Okay. Because she wrote this assume. question, right? Yeah, intermediate level. Yeah. Um, 10 hours. I'm going to guess in 10 hours, you should be able to, like, if you don't do it all at once, I wouldn't advise doing all, all 10 hours at once. I would sp uh, spread it out like maybe two hours a day for, for mm. uh, five days for during the weekday. Um, per day, uh, I think you can learn at least 10 vocabulary word expressions. Mm. So, you know, in that case, how many do we have in a week or have we, how many do we have in 10 hours? But is that really like what you want to learn? You want to learn? For language, I think, for students, yes, because they need to have a certain foundation mm -hmm. in, in the number of words or expressions that they can mm. use. So that way, when they want to say something, they want to express themselves, they have that ammo. They have the bullets that they, you know, that they learned that they can uh, uh, add more variety into their speech. Mm. They're not always, you know, students tend to get in their habits and they say the same vocabulary that they know. And they know they're saying it correctly, but it's limited because that's all they know. They don't know there's five other ways to say that sentence, mm. right? So adding more vocabulary for me, I think, is an important skill. Now, this is a skill that once you reach a intermediate to advanced level, that's the main thing you really have to learn. A lot of our students who are at that level. Vocabulary, they, idioms. And the grammar, all that. They, they know that. It's, yeah. it's the idioms, the expressions, mm -hmm. the kind of um, colic, colic, the... Uh, colloquialisms yeah. that we use um, in natural speech yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that language learners kind of want to learn to get to a more advanced level. Exactly. Okay. Oh, and that's what you can learn. So in Vocab 10 hours, we're thinking... Give yourself a target of how many vocabulary words you can learn. About 100. Uh, about 100 If you do 10 to 20 uh, a week. Now, not in a day. This isn't 10 hours in one day. Yeah. yeah I'm saying so 10. Out. So if you do two hours a day yeah. for five days a week, in two hours, that should be... 
10 words an hour, 20 words in two hours. We should actually do, 100. we should do an episode on memory because I have some great content on memory that can help in with this. So, and keep your eyes or your ears open for an episode that we're going to do later on memory. And we can give you, we can teach you some techniques on how to study and what you can study. I mean, That's to great, improve vocabulary. Improve okay. vocabulary and everything. Oh, great question. Thank you, Anne. Uh, next question comes from Eva from Sansong. She mm -hmm. asks, what can I do outside the classroom to improve or how do I self-study? Outside the classroom, there's so much you can do outside the classroom. Um, the, my, the advice I give the most is to really create boundaries for your study. So make sure, uh, oh, one of the problems of, today we're talking about online learning. So one of the problems with like e-learning and online classes is because that environment is not an English environment. You are in your living room you know, taking English classes or you're in your bedroom taking English classes and your bedroom is not a place for English. Your bedroom is a place and to play. And I would even say the, it's limited in the terms of the size and space of that camera. Or Bandwidth, yeah. as I was saying earlier, right? So um, what you need to do is you need to take learning outside beyond just those, you know, that one hour that you study every week or two hours every week. Take it outside the classroom. So go outside, meet some friends. There's lots of... Um, uh, there's lots of chat groups in English. There's lots of um, language exchange. There's, you know, making friends. There's even just like with your family, just saying, let's go to the night market. Like, for example, like Ting knows when we go to the gym, I speak Spanish because mm -hmm. gym is Spanish time for me. So when we do reps, we always <laughs> uno, dos, yeah. tres, cuatro. Yeah. So it's just create environments for you. Uh, don't think that, oh, I don't have an environment to study English. No, you need to create it. Okay. So that's what you can do. Um, if you want to self-study more, um, you can read books. Um, you can watch videos. Make sure you write the correct videos. So be careful because there's a lot of like culture and English videos online and on YouTube that you got to be realistic, Eva. Are they education videos or are they edutainment? Some of those learning videos, they're fun to watch, but you're not really learning anything. Right? So you got to choose the right material to do that. Um, send me an email and I'll send you some links in great places that you can study. Well, it kind of relates to the next question we have. Uh, Pei Pei. I think. Pei Pei from Bancha. What did she ask? She asked, what do you do when you get burnt out on learning? You know, we all get burnt out. We get tired. Yes. Right? Because yes. like, like learning English can be tired like learning anything. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. After a certain amount of time, you're just tired. You get burnt out. So what do you do in, when you get burnt out? Because a lot of people want to quit. A lot of people want to quit or take a break. Right. One of the problems with taking a break is that you there's the opportunity for you to lose all that you have worked so hard to get. Right. You lose some of the progress that you, you made. Yeah. So when you are burnt out on learning, what you can do is, yes, take a break. But don't take a break from complete learning. Take a break from what you're currently learning. So take a break, you know, if you're doing like many of our students do business English, business English, and we hit them every time business English. And after like that six weeks. That was their goal. That's what that, they told us they their, wanted. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what they wanted. That's what we're doing. But then after six weeks, they're like, oh, can we do something else? You know? Can we talk about the sports now? Yeah, yeah. Can we, yeah. Talk, can we talk about culture? So maybe you're learning, you know, you know, cut the rate down. If you're studying, you know, um, every other day, oh, cut it down to maybe twice a week and cut it uh, and change your content. Say, okay, you know, I'm going to spend the next uh, next three weeks learning a sport or learning um, about traveling, learning about food, learning about um Yeah, that's the aspects. key word. I think you said it exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. uh, changing the content. Yeah. Because if you're choosing content that you are highly, highly interested in, mm. it doesn't feel like learning. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just like if you do a job that you love, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like this kind of routine work if you love to do the work. Right. So it's the same idea. Thing, ask me if I like teaching. Do you like teaching? <laughs> no. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why one of the reasons why I spend so much time researching and stuff like interactive learning and working on the Vine Dots platform. Um, I don't love teaching. I love learning. Right. So one of the reasons why I love my classes so much is because I'm always learning something new from my students and I prepare a lot for them so they can learn what they need to learn. Right. But yeah. you don't like the teaching aspect of the classes. Not really. You like the learning from each other aspect. Of exactly. Exactly. So when I get burnt out of something, then I change it to something else, change the content of it. But you know, it's not like I'm going to stop what I'm doing. 
Mm -hmm. Because I'm still progressing. I still need to go somewhere. Thank you, Pepe. Get inspired. Here are some quotes to help you think more like a boss. All right. I got a quote from Senor Gates. That's uh, Bill Gates. Senor is um, Mr. in Spanish. Senor, right? Senor. Senor Gates. Um, I don't know. I'm Spanish in my head because you talked about the gym earlier. But Bill Gates said, technology is just a tool. In terms of getting the kids working together and motivating them, the teacher is most important. Um, I agree, I definitely agree with what Bill Gates said, spe- specifically that part, technology is just a tool. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it when uh, I, I always think to my math, uh, think about my math teacher when I think about this quote, because my math teacher, is, he was hilarious. He always used to say calcula- calculators are stupid mm-hmm. because calculators do what you tell them to do, not what you want them to do, mm-hmm. right? So then that, that's very true when you're thinking about technology. Technology is the, a tool to get you. So many people complain about their computers. Oh, my computer is so stupid. Oh, I don't like oh, this. Well, you know, you keep pressing enter 30 times. That's not going to fix it. All the computer's thinking. That okay, doesn't work? It doesn't work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, I, you know, that's that's you, all I know how to do. You just keep just pushing the, the button, the, right? You keep entering it 30 times. You know what the computer's thinking? I need to repeat this action 30 times. So you're making your computer slower because the computer's just doing exactly what you're telling it to do, not what you want it to do, right? So there's definitely, um, it's just a tool. Um, all the other parts are learning, uh, involves the, the facilitator or the teacher or something, creating the environment for you because many times we can't create it ourselves out of laziness, out of boredom. Um, sometimes we don't even know. We're just limitations uh, of limit- where we are. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Limitation of resources. Yeah. And you know, this quote is coming from the big head of technology, right? Like <laughs> someone who's famous for, for uh, innovating technology, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and pushing it out there. But he's saying it, it comes down to the people. Yes. The quality of teachers. And, always the people. Right. And okay. the same in our industry as well. Like uh, it always comes down to how good that teacher is. Yes, as uh, as I was saying before, um, where you know uh, every school, not just Vine, has good teachers. Um, it's just maybe the environment's not correct in some of them. Mm-hmm. But I know there are a lot of great teachers out there um, who care, who, who care, yeah, yeah. Who, who who do. I, I've met so many great teachers that are interested and motivated and, and want their to do approach it. to things is kind of the right way, or it's yeah. in line with what we think. Exactly, right. exactly. So teachers important. Right. Uh, your, your the quote? quote I have is from David Thornburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, uh, any teacher that can be replaced with a computer deserves to be. <laughs> so any teacher that can be replaced with a computer. I wonder if David feels that same way about jobs. Like, can jobs be replaced? If they can be replaced by a computer. They deserve mm. to be. Well, it's yeah. this idea of, uh, was it Darwinism, right? I guess so. Survival of the fittest. Um, no, really, if you're a teacher and you rely on having that powerpoint and mm. if you don't have it you can't teach it then you're then you're you're not a good teacher <laughs> i'll be honest like we once had a situation it's a new guy we we brought in and um we gave him something to do like he was yeah. teaching in university and <laughs> and we had a powerpoint for him and then he taught it the one time with the powerpoint yeah. and, you know he so he got familiar with it he knew how to you know the structure of the uh the, the lesson yeah but only with the powerpoint and then uh the following week, he had to do it again. The same exact yeah. thing he's taught, but to another, another group. Yeah. But this time, the PowerPoint was not there. Or, <laughs> or I mean, the, the, the iPad was out of power. Or something, yeah, yeah. Right. And then he froze. just froze. Got like got lost. I don't know what to do. And then, and yeah, he just kind of upped and quit and just said, <laughs> I can't do this, and you know, because he doesn't have that material with him. Yeah. Right. So if you are completely. If you have any teacher who just relies on their the material, book, them, yeah. to follow the book, to follow the material, they're not a good teacher, mm. right? You're going to, uh, you know, for an audience who's out there looking for a good teacher, the, a sign of a good teacher yeah. is their ability to, uh, what do we call that? Um, Lead and motivate, teach. Be resourceful. Resourceful. Be yeah. resourceful. <laughs> they can pivot. They can, like I can teach the same class with a PowerPoint. Or oh, without none, it, with a handout or no handout, low level, just, medium level, high level, yeah, right, yeah. and even on the spot, yeah, right, without any complaint, and I can just work off what the the feeling, the vibe of the room, because you know, that's my learning, thing. no, or even <laughs> in life, the the things that we learn the most is from discussions and things like that, with lessons and other people, yeah, not not just saying learning language, I'm saying mm-hmm. just learning in life. The things we learn the most is from 
our discussions and 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 face to face and heart to hearts with people. So as an I, engineer, so. all I'm thinking is, how can I automate that? <laughs> how can I automate this learning process so I don't have to do so much work? <laughs> yeah, so if if if, if any so any if any teacher who can't do their work without their computer, yeah, then you know that's a bad teacher. That's why I always have my computer with me. <laughs> <laughs> And my next project will be a uh, rust spot. I'm going to replace <laughs> myself. <laughs> That's the next challenge for me. <laughs> Fast words. Let's discuss some new words and expressions so we can be more like a boss. Find your feet. Find your feet. Um, oh, you had that example about a teacher before. And he couldn't do it without the PowerPoint or anything. Right. He just needs to find his feet. So when you find your feet, is you just become more confident and successful in certain field or certain thing. More, yeah, more comfortable, right? More comfortable more with confident. it. Yeah, more confident. Um, you know, just when you're trying something new, don't worry. Um, uh, it's okay because you're a beginner at it. But with more practice, more repetition, more experience, you'll get better at it. You'll eventually. Find your feet. When you were first starting to teach, how long did it take you for you to find your footing? Find my footing when I started to teach. Oh my god! Um, honestly, years. Right. It, it wasn't like one two weeks you could become a no, great No, no. It took it. It was probably oh my god, maybe four, five, six years of doing it. No, I was a bad teacher at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I was, I guess. I don't want to use the word charming to describe myself, but I can talk, you know, I can joke. I so can, relied a lot on your own charisma. I relied on the but charisma. But not on the actual skill. Yeah, right. yeah. I didn't, because I just didn't have that skill. Um, and my linguistics teacher, if she's listening out there, hello. Uh, she knows firsthand that when I walked into my linguistics classroom, I was by far uh, the lowest, um, the, the dumbest. <laughs> You know, because I was in a class with like masters in linguistics and I was just like, oh man, how can I deal with them? They've been studying linguistics for years and I'm trying to like jumpstart this because I, jump, I I went you, to you, school. Yeah. I, I transferred, so I went there later. So, but you know, I can stand up there. I can speak. I can do it all. So it took years to find my footing. Four five years. Yeah, four or five years. But don't worry, you can still get there. Uh, next is to get something out of your system. <laughs> get something out of your system is to do something you've been wanting to do. Mm. Right? Like you feel like you have this urge or need to do something. Mm -hmm. And then you can finally do it because you want to get it out of your system. So you've been, like, I've been always wanting to, let's say you get like this kind of hunger for ice yeah. cream. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it just won't leave you alone. So mm. you just, all right, go buy ice cream, eat it. And you can get it out of your system. Hmm. King is very calm and gentle. Ladies, he's single. <laughs> um, he thought about this word in a very positive way. I always think about this expression in a very negative way. <laughs> when you need to get something out of your system is because you're just so angry, you need to just release it. So maybe I go to the gym, I punch and kick a, a couple of sandbags. You know, I think- Oh, you're yeah. saying like a, to vent. To vent out, yeah, to yeah. get it out of your system. So I, I think of get out of your system in the negative way when I just want to and just release mm -hmm. all that energy. Yeah, so get it out of your system. And I said eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Gym ice cream. <laughs> Shows where our priorities are. <laughs> Ooh, gain ground. Um, gain ground means to become more popular or accepted. Gain ground, think of like your business. If you're like number two in the market and uh, say you're 30% um, behind in terms yeah. of market share. In terms of market share, uh, you're 30% behind and you improve five percentage points. So you're now 25%, you've gained ground. So you improve a little in your market share. Gain ground is always something that you're measuring. You have to be able to measure this to gain ground. It's more of a gradual type of improvement yes. when you say gain yes. ground. So it's not a fast improvement we say gain ground. It's yeah. if you've made these very small, minor improvements to catch up to the next competitor, someone above you. Or just uh, think about you with the weights, mm -hmm. right? Um, before, uh, when you know we started with the baby weights, when we were bench pressing, I could barely lift the bar. <laughs> just the bar by yeah. itself. 
but now we're you know we're adding more weights to it, so you've gained ground. That's true. Improve. The next word I have is to get out of hand. Get out of hand. So when something gets out of hand, that thing means to be out of control. Yeah, out of your control. Out of your control is nothing you can do. So when something is out of my hand, it means I don't have control of it. I can't move it, touch it. So I am out of control. Yeah. Or or right. that thing is out of my control. Yeah, that thing is out of my control. Um, yeah. So as I said, like sometimes I do random things in the office. Um, thing. What do you do when I get out of hand? <laughs> in the office. In the office. In the office, I don't think I do anything. <laughs> I, I kind of let you go. <laughs> see what, what I want to do this, and I start experimenting on something. Um, get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. Um, as I said, Vine Dots is our new interactive uh, learning platform that I'm starting, um, and I have to get the ball rolling. Um, fortunately. Um, I already have some um, some clients, and they're the ones that I'm testing this service on. So I already got the ball rolling by getting some contracts for this new system that we're doing. So to get the ball rolling is to uh, get started on the action. Right? So some initiative, some plans, taking some, some steps to get some started to get the ball rolling. So all of you out there that are looking to improve your English. You already got the ball rolling by listening to our programming, by downloading um, our our, uh, our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. Watching us on YouTube, you're already you already got the ball rolling. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So continue doing that and also sharing it. Uh, please, on, please on share, yeah. share, share. And make sure to visit us at vineec.com/englishx. And to keep your questions coming, uh, we we uh, appreciate any comments, any feedback, anything that can help us uh, add more value to the show. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you have some ideas, you know, make it interactive. If you have some ideas of something you would like to learn or a topic you would like us to discuss, please let us know. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. We will see you next week. Bye bye.